Hi everybody, it's American Whiskey Jesus and I am here with... Merdina Flummery. And it's been a while in part because I was in Kentucky for a long time. I know, you had a cool little trip. And part of the result of that trip is that we have something today that I think everyone's going to enjoy. I'm sure they will. I'm sure I will. I know you will. It is Maker's Mark Cask Strength. Now, again, one of the goals that we have with the show is to recommend things that are really good and that you can get. So this isn't just your regular Maker's Mark, and it's not the Maker's Mark 46. This is Maker's Mark Cask Strength, which means, you know what it means, right? Stronger. Stronger because they don't, it's not watered. It's the strength that it is in uh, the barrel, right? It's the strength yeah. straight out of the cask. It's kind of more or less the, the strength straight. Yes, exactly. The way it really is. I'm putting air quotes that you can't see. Um, and so we have Mixmark cask strength and we have a bottle of that. I think you can get this in many places. And this particular one actually was wax. You know, uh, for those of you who don't know, you can see Merdina's pictures online. Maker's Mark bottles are wax dipped and I actually dipped this one. I am super jealous of yes. this because not only did you go to Kentucky to yes. tour distilleries yes. to drink bourbon, you got to do arts and crafts. I got it was a little bit arts and crafty. <laughs> The bottle yeah. is beautiful, so I, I was very impressed to hear that you did the wax dip yourself. I did the wax dip. It, it's pretty handsome. So it's we, got a lot of character to it. A lot of character, it. and we're going to talk about that, and let's open it, shall yeah, we? Yeah, please. All right, so uh, Maker's Mark, we're opening the bottle right now. I'm pulling the little wax tab off, which is awesome. See it how easy great. that was? Yeah. Of course, the next step, everybody ready for the sound that we all it's our favorite. know and love? There it is. Ooh, That's the sound. Very nice sound. All right, Merdina, I'm going to pour right. you a little bit Thank of this. Thank you. Oh, I love that gurgling sound, That's too. That's great. I hope everyone at home is pouring a little bit of their Maker's Mark cask strength. Yes, into your Glen Cairn glass, we mm -hmm. hope. Mm -hmm. um, is there a, a bourbon glass, they actually, so to speak? Uh, I would say that the bourbonots that I met in Kentucky use Glen Cairn glasses, too. Interesting. It's really just the right glass for, for whiskey, whiskey yes. across the board. That, that's right. I, although I did discover something, I didn't discover it. I'm like Columbus in that <laughs> I found out about something millions of people were already aware yeah, of. Yeah, sure. Um, so what I, therefore, I discovered something, which is they have what they call the wee Glen Cairn, or it's like a little tulip-shaped glass. It's like mm. a tiny little Glen Cairn with no pedestal on the bottom. You know how I like tiny things. I know. It's tiny, awesome. beautiful things. I do like tiny, beautiful things. <laughs> All right. So All right. before we drink it, let's, let's nose it. Okay. Mmm. It smells sweet. It is sweet, and we'll talk about why it's sweet in a minute. It smells like in a minute. liquid brown sugar. I can see why you would get that impression. It definitely has a sweet nose. Of course, you know, we're doing, we're not jamming our whole snout down into the into the glass. Speak for we're, yourself. Well, one does not jam one's snout <laughs> down into the glass like some kind of Judgy. Muppet. Like some kind of nose-drinking Muppet. Uh, instead, one takes the Glen Cairn and kind of rests it against your, your top lip and open your mouth. <sighs> you open your mouth, you kind of get... More of the flavor. Okay, so taste the vapors. Taste the vapors. <laughs> That's. Can we drink? Actually, what you don't know is that Merdina was actually on a print ad campaign for a beer in the '90s, and the tagline was "Taste the vapors." That's <laughs> true. She was wearing a. I'll, I'll look it up and tweet it. Yeah. Yeah. All good. right. So I All think right. we should drink it. Salonja. Cheers. Mmm. Super rich, right? It's delicious. This is a bourbon, which we're going to talk about what bourbon is. For part of the time, I do want to be educated yeah. on bourbon, and we're gonna, and then I'm gonna talk about what is unusual about Maker's Mark in mm. the world of bourbon. That's exciting. Yeah, it is very exciting. I can tell you right now, it's delicious. It is, it is extraordinarily delicious, and mm. uh, just you know, it's funny because this is another one where. 
people see Maker's Mark everywhere, like every store. It's absolutely like a grocery store it's brand. It's a grocery store bourbon. brand. Mm -hmm. And much as we've always said, there is a very, very little relationship between the cost of a whiskey and its quality. Because this is not an expensive whiskey. Not at all. Yeah. And and this is a somewhat more expensive, you know, the cask drink sure. version. But this is, I think I bought this for $55. Okay. I think it's probably about that. And a bottle of Maker's Mark is typically, you know, 40 bucks. Sure. Um, and so we'll talk about that again, but it just doesn't matter. You know, it's, it's not to say that a more expensive whiskey is better. I mean, this is something we've learned over and over again. That's right. Uh, it can be a lower cost. It can be a brand you've heard a million times. Mm -hmm. doesn't mean it's not great. If it's good, it's, it's good. Um, absolutely. And I'm just sitting here going like, this is so delicious. Mm. Really you you want to hear a, a tasting technique that I learned from oh. the bourbonots? Yeah, lay it on me. Okay. Bur I bourbonots. Bourbonots. This Got is it. how I describe the tribe of people that I met in Kentucky in all the different bourbon uh, distilleries and tasting rooms and everything. There's like a community great. of people and a really great group. Um, so the I would say the first thing they, they pointed out, and I think it's really true, is that first sip, you just got to mm. let it burn. I could see that. Just let that. it burn. It's going to hit mm -hmm. your palate if it's the first sip you've had. Just let it burn. Mm -hmm. The second sip, though, mm. uh, and we're kind of past the second sip, but we can still <laughs> do that anyway. I'm deep in. Is the following. Take a sip. Okay. Right? Take a little sip and let it rest on your on the middle of your tongue for about three seconds mm -hmm. and then kind of swallow it almost like you're chewing it. Okay. And you're going to notice a bunch of taste come out of that. Ooh, so let it sit fun. on your tongue. All right. I'm going to try it. And you... Interesting. You might notice a bunch more things than you if you... You know, I, I must admit I do. My very first drink, uh, it did burn, but mainly I got sweetness. Mm. This time, doing the three-second mm -hmm. delay, mm -hmm. I'm getting a lot more nuance in the yep. flavor. I didn't yep. just get a, a pop of sugar and alcohol. Yeah, it was exactly. More to it. Exactly. Really, it re there really is. So I actually think that, especially for bourbon, and I think we should try it for yeah. scotch or something else next time, it's probably a good way to do it. I like that. Oh, the, here's the other thing, and this frankly got a little annoying, <laughs> but it's still it's still something you got to know. Yeah. You when you drink the bourbon, you, you notice you feel a little bit of a burn in the, your upper chest, right? Totally. So yes. take a sip with us right now. We're gonna do it. Again. All right. So. Yep, right there. Other whiskeys, it's kind of in your mouth or it's in other places. Bourbon hits you right there. Mm-hmm. And everywhere we went, they said, and that's what's known as a Kentucky hug. So. Uh, okay, so, that's cute. It's cute. But it's cute. But after the fifteenth uh, time, I was like, "Is that known as a Kentucky hug?" And they're like, "Yes, it is." Oh, um, bless their hearts. Bless their hearts. Yeah. So there you go. Mm. That's a little bit about tasting this incredible Maker's Mark cast strength whiskey. So you're going to lay some bourbon knowledge on us. Okay. So yeah. yes, that is correct. Now, part of this is just the the, the definition of whiskey, mm -hmm. and people get a little confused. So there were people who were on some of the tours that we did and some of the seminars that we did that asked, what's the difference between bourbon and whiskey? Right. I could see that. Yeah. It's a confusing thing, right? Mm -hmm. People think, well, there's scotch and there's bourbon and there's whiskey and what the hell is all mm -hmm. this? So just to be super duper clear for people, bourbon is whiskey. Scotch is whiskey. Irish whiskey is whiskey. Whiskey is kind of like the, the, the big family. And then there's, def there's smaller groupings of whiskey types within that. Is it a little bit like saying wine and then saying Cabernet, Pinot Noir, yeah, Chardonnay? It is it is a lot like that. Okay. Yeah. It's a it's a lot like that. And it's super confusing, right? It, but it, for some reason with wine people don't seem to be quite as confused by it. I wonder why that yeah, is. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. 
But so anyway, so that's the first thing is bourbon is whiskey, scotch is whiskey, mm-hmm. and all the other kinds of whiskey are whiskey. Whiskey and whiskey. Am. I was trying to come up with something better, <laughs> but I think I'm going to stick with, with Merdina's whiskey and whiskey. That should be a meme, a Merdina meme. Whiskey and whiskey. If I can find that 90s picture of me oh, yeah. in that print ad, you know, mm. I could change the caption. Do you still have the skirt? Sure. Of okay. course I do. All right. Okay. So whiskey and whiskey. And, and we won't get into what makes whiskey whiskey because we've done that before. There's another podcast you can go back and listen to. But I will tell you what bourbon is. All right. So what makes bourbon bourbon? What makes bourbon bourbon? Contrary to what some people think, it doesn't have to be made in Kentucky. So I was wondering yeah, that if true. it was one of those location-specific, like, location like champagne specific. has it to be made It is location-specific. Okay. Yes, but not, not Kentucky. The United States. Interesting. So you're telling me I could go home and make some bourbon in my basement and call it Merdino's bourbon, and it's cool because I live in the U.S. You definitely could do that. That's right. Now I have a goal. That's right. <laughs> I, I've already. I've, I'm, I'm way ahead of you. I've got a Merdina <laughs> expression that's you know in the in the cask right now. All we need is a few years. Um, nice. uh, okay, so that's one thing. The second thing is that I mean mash bill. Are we familiar with the term mash bill? This is the grain that goes into making the the what, whiskey, right? Say, what are you saying? Mash, mash bill. Bill. Like, B i l l. Yeah, like the oh. list of. Of oh, grains. like mash recipe. Mash yeah, right. Bill. The mash, oh, okay. the recipe, right? Okay. The, the the grain that makes it, right? So we've talked about uh, single grain, mm-hmm. like all corn. We talked about yes. single malt, all barley, and all that stuff. So the mash bill has to be at least fifty one percent corn. Corn, right? Yes. Otherwise, it's not bourbon. Otherwise, it can't be bourbon. Okay. Right. So we've also said in the past that scotch, for example, has to be at least 51% barley, right? Yes. So this is the equivalent of that. Okay. Okay. So now let's think about that for a second. We tasted this wonderful sweet mm. taste. That is coming off of the corn, right? Makes corn sense. is corn, sweet, right? So corn, corn has sweet. a lot of sugar yeah, in it. That's yes. right. Uh, hey, Merdina, are you okay? Yeah, sorry. I uh, took a big swig of yes. my bourbon, choked on it a little. Yes. And then uh, thank you, Whiskey Jesus, for giving me some pipettes of water <laughs> like a baby bird. Yeah, so, yeah, I saw that Merdina was in a little trouble and she needed some water. And really the only way for me to, I couldn't give her a big swig of bourbon to wash down her bourbon. So I tried to pipette some water into Merdina's mouth. And it was like all glass crashing into teeth. And, <laughs> and there was water dripping down water my neck. Her, her yeah, thanks for that. All right, that, that didn't work out that well. Anyway, back to, so what I have learned so far. Yes, yes, in should review. Should we recap? Yeah, I think we should. To be bourbon, <laughs> it has to be made in the United States mm-hmm. of America. It has to be 51% or more corn. Correct. And? It has to be stored in an oak container, but really barrel, right? Okay. But it can't just be an oak container like in Scotch. So we'll talk about the difference. It's actually mm. a really interesting difference. Mm. It has to be a virgin oak barrel that's been charred on the inside. That is really specific. It is really specific. Okay. So basically whiskey's always stored in oak. But if you think about it, like in Scotch, do you remember when we did the Macallan and we were talking mm-hmm. about it's stored in the sherry cask and it's stored in the bourbon cask yes. and that whole thing? Yes. Well, in bourbon, there's really vi- a lot less freedom of movement there Mm. you can you can do a little bit but it has to be basically new oak and you have to toast and char the inside okay and so but but the cool thing is those barrels that get used for bourbon get sold to scotch manufacturers and and everything after that. so then by definition bourbon is never um what's the word stored Aged? Yeah, sure, aged, yeah. Matured. Uh-huh. Warehoused. In any sort of like sherry cask or whatever cask, because it has to be new. 
In order for it to be bourbon, right. it has to be, it has to be virgin oak, okay. t- toasted, and, and charred. toasted charred. Yep, that's right. Interesting. It's All a right. really interesting thing because it actually kind of takes away one of the levers that you have to make a difference. Well, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. When you think about, oh, I put this in a sherry cask, yeah. I put this in a right. bourbon cask, I put it in a... We've heard of uh, All other, kinds, other yeah, kinds rum casks exactly. and wine casks and Kool-Aid casks, I think. <laughs> Imagine if Kool-Aid were sold in casks. I think it should be. <laughs> and it, we know what that cask is going to look like. It's going to look Kool-Aid like the man. Kool-Aid man. Of course, I mean. You know, hey, Kool-Aid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's going to crash through That's the right. wall. <laughs> I mean, I'm, so I'm envisioning the, the, the distillery tour right now. Oh, my gosh. I'm ready. Fantastic. You're like, the, the tour begins, and yep. then the wall starts to vibrate. Oh, yeah. And next thing you know, <sighs> Yes, I love it. All right, so they so they got three things now. Okay, there's a little bit more, and mm. it, and some of them are kind of technical, like the proof that it comes off the still and the proof that it's in the bottle and blah blah blah. blah, blah. Math. Though what? Yeah, there's math. I'll just say the one thing is that just like scotch, it can't be or other whiskeys, it can't be below forty percent alcohol by volume or eighty proof, or it's not whiskey. It's like some kind of thing. Okay, right? what what would it be if what, you made it, it that weak? It would be like some kind of spirit. Yeah. Kool-Aid. Yeah, spiked Kool-Aid, Kool-Aid. Spiked Kool-Aid. Could be anything. I'd drink that. I, I know. <laughs> I know you would. Let's make some... I mean, did you ever... Uh, you did, in college, did you ever drink the, oh, uh, sure. the grain Yes. Kool-Aid? Whatever Whatever you're thinking, yes. Yeah, you did. The you answer did. is yes. The last stop on the on the golf party. <laughs> did you guys have golf parties? At, no, what in the world is a golf party? Okay, so a golf party in, in college. This is a very college thing. Yeah. You have like a, a dorm where people have rooms like all in a row. Like in sure. our case, we had uh, like a, a U-shaped, two U-shaped, you know, hallways yeah. with about like 15 rooms on them. So we didn't quite have 18 holes. I see. But each room you, you had to stop. sponsor a drink mm-hmm. in your particular room mm-hmm. and people would go through and do the entire course and some jackalope always put <laughs> grain alcohol and kool-aid like along about the 11th hole right <laughs> so you're already drunker you, than you should be and then you have a sharp drop off of participation i would imagine i mean a literal sharp drop off <laughs> right. onto the floor people i was going to say people yeah. napping in the hallway oh yeah <laughs> napping is a nice way of putting it yeah <laughs> right I remember my freshman dorm. Like napping. My freshman dorm did not have the golf party, but I do remember at one point there being a very serious discussion about how there was too much uh, beer and cheap wine happening and that there needed to be a sophisticated sophisticated mixed drink night. Good Lord. And these people, these ladies had aspirations. They did. They did. It was it was lovely. And and was it good? I mean, you know, did they muddle did they muddle any strawberries? I honestly don't remember if it ever happened. I think it may be that their uh, reach exceeded their grasp. We're so poetic. All right, before we go on with the bourbon thing, yes. I'm going to put a little water in ours. All right, you've given me a refill. Thank yeah, you. That's right. And the reason I'm doing this is because this is cask strength, oh, right? So right. Um, we've talked before about how sometimes when you have a high alcohol by volume whiskey, mm-hmm. you actually change the flavor substantially by adding water you because add you're water. you're actually taking some of the chemicals. Again, science. Science is science, hard. Science. No, science is great. Yay, <laughs> science. science. Everyone's a fan of science now. As long as there's bourbon involved. That's right. Okay, so back to this. Okay, so oak, we said that. Actually, you know what's funny? Mm. Is it doesn't have to be a barrel. The regulation just says an oak container. An oak so. So it could be a Kool-Aid man. That leaves some latitude for creativity. A little bit. I don't know if it would matter, <laughs> but it could be a box, an oak box. A casket. 
<laughs> like a vampire whiskey, a vampire bourbon <laughs> for Halloween. Yeah. Uh, what else could you do? Um, uh, well, with I that mean, oak? I mean, I think it could be a statue of. It could be a, like a hollow oak statue of Jimmy Carter. A peg leg. A peg leg. You Ooh, could be aging whiskey in your peg leg. Or you could hire a, a, a kind of like influencers, but pirates with peg legs. <laughs> Pirate influencers. Yeah. You know that exists. Pirate influencers <laughs> who have peg legs, and they're actually aging your bourbon for you as right. they just wander around. And maybe around the agitation. Pirating. It's reminding oh, yeah. me of the, um, the, the Japanese the ship. whiskey ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And do you know what isn't a requirement for something to be bourbon? What? Any amount of age. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. So could you drink it like right away? Yeah, but it does have to go into the let's just let's just for the sake of convenience say barrel so we don't have to keep making the casket. Yeah. Right. Kool-Aid Peg man. Legs. Right. Sure. So it, so it could go into the barrel for 1 second. <laughs> pour it in and, and pour it and on out. Buy, like just pass it right through a <laughs> It's got uh, a spigot on the bottom. An oak sock. Like it could just pass through an oak sock. <laughs> Ouch. However, however, if you do that, if it's less than uh, if it's less than three years, mm-hmm. then you have to say how long it was in the barrel. So you you could mm. you could say this is one second aged bourbon. Now I have a question okay. for you. Okay. Who is monitoring all of this? There are laws on this subject. Laws. The Congress declared federal bourbon, law. Federal law. God bless America. It's like it's like the, you mentioned champagne and things like that. Sure. Right? So it's like, hey, we're we're going to protect this product because it's a distinct. They call it mm-hmm. like a distinct cultural product of the United States. Mm-hmm. So in in order to, you know, it's kind of like if you don't defend it, then you lose it, right? So the, the Congress back in the '60s passed a law that said bourbon is this by cracky, and I think they really did say by cracky. <laughs> That's end. written in. Yeah. 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 Okay, so it's a it's a literal federal law, which mm-hmm. is kind of cool. I think it's it's not law so much as it is some kind of code like regulation. FDA yeah, kind something of thing? like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Um, and so anyway, so there's that. So now, let's move on mm-hmm. from the laws of bourbon for, for a minute. <laughs> okay. But there's a couple other things that are worth saying, but we'll just come back to those later. Okay. So first of all, I want to say this is freaking delicious. Oh, I, did you notice any difference with the water? I did actually. Okay. What did you notice? It. it uh, well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to mm. I'm going to do the because we've been talking a lot. Mm-hmm. Talking and swigging, which could be the name and of this podcast. You've been doing a little more talking. I've been doing a little more swigging. That's true. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do my. I'm going to take a second, and while you're talking, okay, I'm going to do the three. You're going to do on the, the three second thing. and see what yes. you can pick up that, now since we've added the water. That's my plan. Yep. Here we All go. right. We'll see what uh, nuance American whiskey Jesus can detect, or maybe we should call you American bourbon Jesus. Well, bourbon is whiskey, so just for today. Okay, American bourbon Jesus. Yeah. That's a nice ring to it. ABJ, they call him. He's thinking. He has his thinking. Man, I'll tell you. I think it's good. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Merdina. You're just I wish you could have seen like, Merdina's face. What the hell now. are you talking about? You think it's good. Girl, I know it's good. I was being sad. That's my, that's my Canadian sass. Yeah, right. Sass. <laughs> I'll tell you what that tastes like to me. That tastes like a freaking ice cream sundae. Yum. With caramel? Yes. Yeah. Caramel, vanilla. Mmm. You're right. I'm right. I just did it. Yes. All right, everybody. Friends, put a little water. A drop. (laughs) A drop or three. Yeah. yeah. Then do the three-second tasting. Mm -hmm. Does Does that move have a name? It needs a name. Let's call it the swizzle monkey. Terrible. Swizzle wonky. I think it's Fine. great. Fine. 
do the swizzle monkey, which means you let it sit on the middle of your tongue for three seconds and mm -hmm. then gently swallow. Mm -hmm. And then think ice cream sundae. Ice cream sundae. Yum. Mm -hmm. And speaking of delicious dessert stuff. Yes. We are taking this to the next level here in a couple of minutes. What? The candy pairing this time is just epic, and oh. I took care of it. American than. Bourbon Jesus yes. told me, Merdina, don't worry about the candy. I got it. I got it covered. I'm super excited. And it is going to be great. But before we get to that, oh. let's talk about some other stuff. What are we going to talk about? I don't know. Oh, what, you were going to tell me about, well, I don't know anything about. Oh, Maker's about Mark. Maker's Mark. Let's talk who, about Maker's Mark. Okay. Who are Maker's Mark? Maker's What's Mark, their deal? Maker's Mark is in this little, it, it's not even fair to call it a town. It's more like a valley. It's more like a hole. It's more like a beautiful, be I mean, one thing I will tell you is a the- beautiful green hole. The Kentucky countryside yeah. is absolutely gorgeous. I picture it being like rolling hills, green, Rolling hills, lush. yeah. And it's interesting because you leave, you, you come south from Indiana or you drive, even if you drive um, east from Louisville, which is where we stayed, to Loretto, which is where Maker's Mark is. And the, the landscape changes from very flat mm. to rolling hills, mm. a lot of lush green. I guess it's bluegrass is oh, the is the pretty. It's mm. super pretty. And and Maker's Mark is a, is a, a large place. Okay. The, the facility is big. They make okay. a lot of booze there. And it's all Maker's Mark. And, and they do things in this really old-fashioned way. I want to say that about all the bourbon, bourbonauts, that I've dubbed them the bourbonauts. Mm -hmm. These people really care about mm. making an excellent product. I love hearing that. It is amazing. Good for them. I just, you know, I felt the same way in Scotland hmm. um, as I as I did in Kentucky, where the people that are in this business mm -hmm. are so focused on delivering to you, the whiskey drinker around the world, an excellent product that it's inspiring. Like everything they they choose mm -hmm. to do and what they really, really are trying and succeeding at making an excellent product. I love the idea of people doing their work, but applying their intelligence mm -hmm. and their history and their heart to yeah. making an excellent product. I met a guy, so we got a chance to go into the um, the casking area mm. of Maker's Mark, which mm. basically what happens is the barrels come in and they're, they're just empty barrels. They get you know, shunted into this warehouse and there's this kind of hose that comes down and fills the barrel with, with whiskey. Mm. And then they have a bung. Actually, I'm holding a bung right, right here. Right. One of these okay. right here. This yeah, is actually yeah. from Maker's Mark. Cool. You could take a picture of that if you yeah, want. Yeah, I'll take a picture yeah. and post this. And then we got a chance to just hammer the bungs in on a few Fine. of these casks and wrote our names on it and stuff More like arts and crafts. Yeah, it was arts and crafts. <laughs> um, and I met, anyway, I met a guy there who, who had been working at Maker's Mark for 20 years or something like mm. that. And he said he graduated from college. He moved to the city. He hated it. And then his dad said, you should go see what you could do at Maker's Mark. And he said, "That's I'm a college graduate. I don't want to do this kind of stuff, mm, right? Mm. I want to work in an office and do reports. And he, But he did it. He went and met with the Maker's Mark people, and they were like, hey, we're doing this, we're doing that. And he's been there ever since, you know, and doing all these interesting things, running the barreling warehouse, doing all these other things. And it was just, for him, it was like, he said, it's the most fun in the world. Wow. We're making a great product. This is a great company, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. Hmm. and it was cool. It yeah. was very cool. I think that's so great. Yeah. I love that. And how, yeah. how old is Maker's Mark? Has it been Maker's, around a while? Yeah, actually, Maker's Mark is is what I would call an in-between age thing. So there's Interesting. a yeah. Okay. So I think that it started in the fifties. Okay, it's the fifties so or the sixties. Do you yeah. know much about the history of bourbon in Kentucky? Yeah, so bourbon is very old. Bourbon has been made for 
probably since the 18th century. Mm-hmm. Um, it was originally, actually, it's really interesting. There's mm-hmm. a lot I could say about this, and some of it's boring. So I'll try not to say that part. Uh-huh. For a long okay, time. Okay. Lo- the more I drink, the better it sounds. The better it sounds. So that's what you all have to do as well. <laughs> I'm going to pour a little more. So, you, all right. you know, say something for a minute. Okay. Uh, Good the, work, Mardina. You know. <laughs> all right. So. I did no homework before this yeah. episode. Sorry. Uh, that's okay. <laughs> I, I surprised Mardina with like, hey, we're, doing, we're talking about Maker's Mark. <laughs> Okay, so whiskey has been made by people all over the all all over the you know place. Basically, sure. the the people who came to Kentucky, many of them were Scots Irish, oh. so they kind of brought their knowledge with them. Sure. Okay. Louisville is right on the Ohio River, mm-hmm. so a lot of people literally just put their crap on a barge and sailed down river, and got off at Louisville because this is this is kind of interesting. There's a falls. Just below oh. Louisville on the Ohio River. <laughs> so good reason to get good off. reason to get before off before the falls. Yeah, yeah. And look around and say, and like, "This oh, looks okay." I think this is fine. <laughs> so that's why Louisville, as a as a city, grew up. Interesting. Okay? And so then you had all these Scots Irish people who knew something about making whiskey because they're Scottish and Irish. Mm-hmm. Okay. And and what you will hear every time you talk to anybody in Kentucky about bourbon is that mm-hmm. the limestone ground of Kentucky. Oh. It provides a perfect filter for the groundwater. I so see. So it takes out the iron. It takes out all the things that make... So they get really great water they there. They get great water. Oh. Naturally great, filtered. Naturally filtered mm, water. Interesting. And so you put all that together, and you have a bizarre coincidence of people who made whiskey in a way that nobody else did. I see. That's okay. a great story. It's a great story. Yeah. So then here's what happened. There were probably a thousand distilleries in Kentucky. Wow. Uh, in the 19th century, there was a lot of nonsense going on where people would take, so people didn't used to buy, this is interesting, people didn't used to buy whiskey in the bottle. Mm-hmm. They just bought either a barrel of it or some portion of a barrel. Mm-hmm. So you you just you just go to your whiskey guy <laughs> and you just buy, he would just pour it in your pan or your pots or your hat or whatever that, you had. That thing that you hold on your shoulder, right? What is that? You know, like a jug? Yeah, like a little, like a little, yeah, exactly, like a little hooch jug. One of those, yeah. Yeah, whatever you brought, any container. You could bring a Kool Aid man. You could bring a peg leg. (laughs) He'd fill anything. And so these guys. So what happened was, there was a whole job called a rectifier. Hmm. Right. So the rectifiers would. That sounds like a new series on like HBO. The rectifier. Probably not on HBO. Probably on CBS. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Maybe FX. Well, it'd be good if it was on FX. If it was on CBS, it'd be like, uh, it'd be lame. But anyway, um, rectifiers would buy barrels of of whiskey from the distillers, and they would then put crazy crap in it. Oh. So they would put anything and everything. Like, uh, as a filler. As a filler. Yeah. Up to and including formaldehyde. Oh, my gosh. Body parts, whatever. What? They put everything in it. Yikes! So so when people think about, like, rot gut whiskey, they... (laughs) That's because... I understand now. Yeah. The, the, literally, it would be poison. So they were, the government was like, okay, this is some bullshit. Right. And so that's where the Bottled and Bond Act came from. We talked about Bottled I and Bond. See. Okay. So you could be sure that yeah. this whiskey was under lock and key, monitored by the government. No body parts. No, body. no <laughs> shenanigans. That's right. That's right. right. Leg free since <laughs> 1906. Right. So, okay. Everyone's happy at this point, right? Now, all of a sudden, the consumers are buying in bottles, mm-hmm. and everything's cool, and then along comes Prohibition. 
Uh, yeah. Prohibition was like the bubonic plague of, of for distillers all over the country. I mean, they must have just been falling like flies then. They all were wiped out. Yeah, yeah. Except mm. there was a little exception made for medicinal whiskey. Sure. And so for those of you who've lived in California for the last decade or so, you'll recall the days of, of uh, medical marijuana. Very similar phenomenon. Very similar right. phenomenon. Where people were lining up at the dispensary saying <laughs> right. like, well, I oh, yeah, get yeah. these headaches. I got me some anxiety. My elbow aches. That's right. Yeah. And so, um, and so there were about six, di six distilleries that had license to sell what they had already produced. I see. So there, Old Foresters won. There's a few that actually survived. So they made it through, they Prohibition, made it through Prohibition by selling what they had already distilled. On prescriptions. Oh, isn't that Isn't that awesome? amazing? Yeah. So they basically, Prohibition destroyed the industry. And then it had to rise from the ashes. But it didn't just destroy it in America. It actually destroyed it in Ireland, too. Mm. Um, that came up in one of our yeah. other podcasts of how it really messed up the destroyed Irish whiskey. the Irish whiskey industry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because, you know, Ireland is... Because they couldn't import it to the U.S. And they country, lost its yeah. huge market. That's yes. right. Okay, so after Prohibition, mm -hmm. it, it kicked off again. And th things were good. Sure. Right? The, the interesting thing about something like Maker's Mark, they didn't start... I, I didn't actually look again at the numbers, but I think it was in the 50s, maybe the 60s. Okay. So it's a family-owned business for four generations now, mm -hmm. and uh, so it's old enough that they've actually had time to get the formula right. Sure. Yeah, but it isn't like Old Forester or, or some of the others that have literally been producing for... Around for a century, century or plus. More. Right. Okay, yeah. so it's a quote-unquote newer... It's new, but it's old but enough. But it's really not that new. Here's what's yeah. cool. Mm -hmm. When we were in Kentucky... We visited a handful of distilleries that are doing excellent work, but their whiskey isn't ready yet. Okay, so newer distilleries or? So brand new. Wow. And just doing great work. So I'll, I'll just rattle off a few. So do you think we're on the, just on the we dawn are. of like a big bourbon? Pre-dawn. Pre-dawn. Yes. Interesting. Yes. So I'll name a few. Okay. Rabbit Hole. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peerless. Mm-hmm which is just one craft distillery of the year, and Castle and Key. These are three that are, their, their bourbons are a year or two away from being ready. So what you're telling me yeah. is that smart people like ourselves and our listeners That's right. are going to be keeping these new distilleries Absolutely. on our radar, and in one or two years when they start producing, buy those bottles. You can buy Rabbit Hole today. What's happening though is they produce product in other distilleries. I see. But what they're producing now is aging, mm. and eventually it's going to be for sale. Mm. So it's exciting. In Should two years, some really nice, there's going to be a really interesting. Some really nice bottles mm -hmm. in a couple of years, yep. both to drink immediately and maybe to hang on yeah. to and, and you know save. Because mm -hmm. it may be something like what happened with Japanese whiskey. It, it, it might, yeah. A few years ago, I could walk into Vons or Trader Joe's or whatever and just buy these great bottles of Japanese whiskey because... That no one cared. No one cared. Well, do you remember we were talking about Henry McKenna? Yeah. This is a bourbon that, that many of you have heard about now, yes. but if you went back to October, right? I wish we could do that dream sound <laughs> that they make in shows. <laughs> we did a whole podcast about Henry McKenna 10-year bottled, bottled in Bond, 
which I was I kind of stumbled onto, and I said, "This is amazing," and it's a thirty dollar bottle of whiskey. And we drank it, and we yep. enjoyed it. Yep. And yep. then. And then it got named whiskey of the year. It was in the tasting, the con- the connoisseur tasting that I did at Heaven Hill, and now you can't find it. Right now it's gone. It's now it's just gone. Disappeared from the shelves. That's right. Except there is a half a bottle left at Merdina's house. There is. Shh. Don't tell. I'm guarding it. Those people for special occasions or really just difficult difficult life moments. I want to tell you one more thing about Maker's Mark. Yeah. The most interesting product characteristic of Maker's Mark is that it is high corn bourbon. So there's no rye in this bourbon. Most bourbons have a rye in them that gives them that little bit of spice. Interesting. There's no rye in, in Maker's Mark. It's high corn. So high, it's even sweeter. High corn, but is not all corn? It's not all corn. There's a little bit of wheat and a little bit of barley. Is there such a thing as 100% corn bourbon? Uh, there could be. Do you remember we had a corn whiskey last year from Balconis, the Baby Blue? That was 100% corn. Now, why was it corn whiskey and not corn bourbon? Because they didn't do all the other rules. They didn't do the oak cask, all that, All the rest of it, yeah. I wonder why not. I don't know. Probably skullduggery of some kind. Maybe. Because I'd say, you know, I'd rather call it bourbon than call it corn whiskey. Right. Personally. Personally. I think it's time for the candy pairing. Oh, yay. I've talked a lot on this podcast, Medina. <laughs> I know. It's, been, it's like, I'm, you know what? It, I feel like this should have been a double episode. What do you mean? Why? Like, because there's so much to talk because about. Because there's so much to talk about. Well, yeah. I think I think the answer is we need to have more bourbon on the podcast. Definitely. Clearly, bourbon is like the place to be. Yeah. And all I'm saying is I feel a little bit like we're rushing through all this stuff. Because there's so much good there's stuff so much to good say. Stuff. Yeah. And, and I'm pretty excited about the candy. So you have brought this have. box of Maker's Mark bourbon chocolates. Yes. Did you buy this at Yes, the, I did. Oh, can you and buy this other places? I don't know, but I, I, but I will tell you this. The, the thing that I found amazing was the chocolate pairings that the bourbon tastings, the people who do the tastings in Kentucky, they do these pairings with chocolate. They're incredible. Wow. So this is a thing. This is a whole thing. Are you saying that maybe I didn't invent whiskey candy pairings you as a concept? You, you didn't invent, yes, I think you did because Got they it. don't do anything but chocolate. You, oh, okay. you range far I've, beyond. I've, yeah. I've in broadened it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, okay, good. You're making You've me feel better. You've been big and in broadened it. But um, so but what they, we've got... But they're into their chocolate pairings is what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, and let me tell Kentucky. you something. They call yeah. they just generically refer to these as bourbon balls. Bourbon balls. And, Yum. And yeah. they make them specifically for individual bourbons. And what oh. we have is not just a generic bourbon ball. It's the Maker's Mark bourbon chocolates. Meant to be enjoyed. With Maker's with, Mark. Oh, I love this. So I'm going to okay. top you up a little bit. Yeah. And Can top me just a smidge more? Smidge um, more. So I'm going to post. The, I already took a photo. These candies are actually beautiful. They're, they are beautiful. They're little chocolate um, or, balls. Orbs, orbs balls yeah. with a pecan on top, which is just delightful. So I'm going to so, uh, give it a I, try. Here's how I was told to do it. Eat oh, it. Oh. Take, a, take a bite take without a bite. the nut. Oh, okay. Right? And then take a sip. Mmm. Mm-hmm. Delicious. It's like a dark chocolate. I don't even know what that stuff is in the middle. It's just candy goodness yeah. in the middle. All right. And then I'm trying a mm-hmm. sip to see mm-hmm. how it goes. <sighs> Fantastic. It's amazing. I mean, I'm... Whoops. And then take a bite with the nut. Okay. Now I'm going to have the whole thing. Mmm. 
Yum, yum, yum. I feel sure you could order this. It seems reasonable. Maybe I'll see if there's a link, and I will tweet the link mm. mm -hmm. so that people can find this if they want to order it for themselves. Yum. I mean, together, Delicious. they're so good that you just mm. can't believe it, right? To be honest, I could just sit and eat the chocolates by themselves. But they're just but enhanced with by the bourbon. The bourbon. This is it's decadent. It's really good. The the chocolate itself is super high quality. Mm -hmm. the, the pecan is like fresh and crispy. It's all really good. You know, I was uh, out to dinner with some friends last night. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Among them, yeah. American Bourbon Jesus, <laughs> and some other assorted. I, I love your commitment to to that <laughs> American Bourbon Jesus. Thing. And some other assorted fine people. And we were talking about how, I don't know if we've reached an age or if it's more of a level of fanciness, hmm. what, whatever it is. Sure. We don't really want dessert unless it's really good. That's true. Right? Like, I, or, I'm like, or mm. if it's like a stack of Oreos, in which case I'm good. I need a stack of Oreos. See, that's what I'm saying. You right? gotta go, you can't, it's like a barbell. Stack of Oreos or, or Swedish fish or something, or something really good. But in between, no. Is there a name for this? Because we have talked about this before in terms of restaurants also. Like, right. like what I'm saying is, if I want something to eat, right. take me to In-N-Out. Right. You know what? To be honest, take me to McDonald's. McDonald's is delicious. I'm sorry. It's delicious. <laughs> I don't eat it all the time, but a Big Mac and fries tastes really good. It does, yeah. Or, or, or a hot dog. Delicious. <laughs> <laughs> or or give me a freaking high-end fine dining, mm -hmm. you know, chef's menu, $500 uh, whatever. Okay, I'm not saying I do it all the time, the but it's delicious and that's what I want. I either want this or I want this. You know what I the don't like? The middle is bad. The middle is bad, and I'm sorry. I don't want to sound judgy by saying I don't want to eat at chain restaurants. You know, and I'm not. I'm. If you need to eat, you need to eat. Right, right. right you know, I'm, I eat at places because you're you're on a road trip and you need right. to eat. But like your your Applebee's, your Chili's, you're no. It's pretty bad. No, it's bad, I mean, and it's expensive. It's, it's it right. You're paying for. The fact that you're in a restaurant and someone's coming to your table and taking your order. But I, I get a hundred dollar bill and I'm like, for what? Right. That that was not very good. I would have had a better meal at McDonald's. I hear you. Okay. I hear that. Good. So that. when it comes to candy and dessert, same thing. You gotta go. You gotta go. You gotta go low. Low end or high? Quote end. unquote low. Right. Or high end. I don't. Don't give me that middle. <laughs> I don't want that middle the bullshit. Muddy middle. No. No, I I'm agree done. With you. You're done with the middle. Mm-hmm. 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 All right, Sancho. So I'm with you. I think that's the. He's uh, trying to toast me while I'm drinking. I'm like, back off, man. Mama's busy drinking. <laughs> Maybe All too right. much. No, it's not a not even enough. I think if they if the if the listeners have said one thing, what? it's more Mergina, more of the time. I really doubt that, but thank you. No, I think that's probably what they're saying. Quietly, me, me and my twenty six Twitter followers. Well, they know that they get all. They, they know they get access to you via me. I guess. You know. You know. Yeah. Merdina Bourbon Flummery. That's right. Um. Oh, All right. Wait a minute. What? Before we started, you reminded me something uh -huh. that we owe a debt. Oh yeah, we do. And podcasters always pay their debts. 
That's right. Like, like the Lannisters. Lannisters. <laughs> Much like Lannisters. Uh, Stuart. Stuart. So I, I think Stuart wants us to t- mention his Twitter handle, but I don't know it off by heart. So you talk about Stuart for a second while I Oh, so our, our number one fan and good friend across the pond, Stuart, um, won our contest yes. that we had a couple of podcasts ago, and we owe him a prize. And I believe you, have you procured the prize, American Yes, I, Yes, absolutely. Good for you. So the prize is promised, it is purchased, Yes. and soon it will be in the post. Okay, so this is Stuart. He lives in England, and uh, his hashtag, because last time uh, we mentioned him, mm. I failed to say his hashtag. I don't know why this matters <laughs> to him. But I'm gonna do his, it. His, his at? At Stu Ed B. S-T-U-E-D-E-D-P. Um, That's our friend Stuart. That's our friend Stuart. And so let me tell you, Stuart, the good news is, the bad news is, it's it's a, it's been a delay. I appreciate that. Yeah. The good news is we're throwing in some extra stuff. I, yeah, because American Bourbon Jesus showed me a fun little, I'm not going to say what yeah, it right. is. From Kentucky, I think. A, a fun little souvenir from Kentucky. And the Glencairn glass that was the promised. The Glencairn glass. And I'm going to try very hard to make it possible to send you a little bit of that Mormon whiskey that we talked about. Oh, that yes. is so fun. I think we can do it. That's like a rare little treat from you the United States. You might get a wet box full of glass. <laughs> oh. That's possible. Oh my gosh, I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. But you could get a, a wet okay. box full of More glass. More bubble wrap. Right. We'll, we'll yes. figure it out. All right. I think you can make that work. One of the interns will figure out how to... <laughs> yeah, we'll put that on the to-do list for the, in, the new right. intern. Right, 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 right. Because Petra's just not working out. Mm-hmm. She's fine. He, he? She, Pete. Pete, I thought... I mean, it's, it's up to... Ev- yeah, I mean, gender is, it, is, a, is a choice, obviously. I so. thought that there was some transitioning happening, which I, respect, I'm not getting involved. I don't know. It's, yeah, fine. it's fine. Whatever yeah, people want to be called, I will call them. Um, so what else do we need to say about bourbon? We talked about bourbon. Wait, let's see. Could there be a pop quiz? Because I think I'm ready. Ooh, oh, I'm ready, yeah. I'm ready to deliver okay. such a quiz. Okay. Okay. Quiz me. Quiz First, me. Um, <clears> First... <throat> Where in order to be a bourbon? In order to be bourbon. Are you just gonna repeat? <laughs> I'm hoping you feed me the answers. Okay. I think you can do it. Okay. Where must bourbon be produced? The United States of America. Correct. All right. In order to be bourbon. In order to be bourbon. I feel like we're saying a prayer or something, <laughs> or, or or an oath of office. I state your name. State your name. <laughs> do solemnly swear. That I will drink. Uh, okay. <clears throat> More bourbon. Okay, so in order to be bourbon, bourbon, what must the mash bill, aka the ingredients, be? Fifty-one percent corn or more. Or more. That's right. Okay, and what does it have to be casked in? Virgin oak that's been toasted. Yep. Any shape Any of shape. container does Kool-Aid not man, have to be a barrel. Did I? You, correct. Did I win? Well, there's there's one more. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Yeah, there's one more. I think I stopped um, listening after how that. How long does it have to be aged in order to be bourbon? It can, any amount of time. Any amount. Oh, I think I did any it. Any amount. I think you I did. I think I did it. No, what do slightly I Slightly more technical ones. What do I win? You win a bourbon ball. Yay! That's pretty good. Ooh, delicious. Um, they are really good. Let's see. The other mm. thing that we were going to talk... There was another thing we were going to talk about, but I can't remember it now because we've had all this bourbon. Wait, we talked about bourbon. Mm-hmm. We talked about Maker's Mark. Mm-hmm. We ate candy. My God, what else is there? I will t- I, I'll tell you this. If you go to the Maker's Mark um, facility, which is really fun, mm. 
there is a special immersion tour that they do that you can sign up for. Anyone can sign up for it. Do they immerse you in bourbon? They don't actually immerse you in bourbon. Oh. Ooh, oh, I know I wanted to t- what I wanted to tell you about. At mm. Maker's Mark, there's a, an area. They wanted to make a cave. They wanted to make a bourbon cave. Mm. But the government wouldn't let them make a bourbon cave. I mean, are caves even a thing in Kentucky? Yeah, of course they are. Are they? Because they have the limestone, you know. The oh, hills and limestone. limestone caves. Yeah. So they wanted to make a cave, mm. but they couldn't. The government was like, you can't make a cave. And they're like, all right, fine. So they built a building, and one of the walls is basically the limestone wall of the cave near it. Oh. And so in that area, they cask a lot of special casks. Mm. So in on the immersion tour, you get to go into this area, and there's just a ton of casks resting in this limestone in cave. In the limestone cave. And literally water is dripping down the limestone oh, cool. cave wall. So they there is really, a bit of immersion There is a little immersion. And they have these really fancy tasting rooms mm. that are in the cave area. Uh, what I really thought was funny was that... Must I, be nice to go on all these trips without Mardina. really nice. Merdina. Well, it's not nice to go without you, but it's nice to go. Hmm. I mean, you know, if I you mean, weren't so whatever. absorbed Just, in your badminton club, you, know you might have had time to go. Okay, fine. I couldn't leave my goats because they need me. I'm, I'm in the middle of a rigid training program. For badminton. Goat, a goat badminton. But also the, the badminton league that you're in is just relentless. It's every weekend. I mean, like, I, I, it ruins your whole social calendar. You know what? We take ourselves seriously so that you other do. people will take us seriously. How's that working? Is it, is it, is it working? I have faith that someday it's going to pay off. The UBL? <laughs> United the Upright Badminton, Badminton League. League. It's going to be like on NBC and people are going to be... Sure. So if, I think I think what we're saying is if, if you want a badminton card, if you want Merdina's rookie badminton card, just tweet us at whiskey, American Whiskey Jesus. We will send you a... We have a few of these left over. A signed rookie card from Merdina Flummery's rookie season as a badminton player. It's, it's all there for you. Don't you think they'd rather have a picture of me with Harold the goat? Yeah. You know, our, our buddy pic but, but that we did he, in the The goat in is in your booth. rookie card, so. Is he? Yeah, he's, did yeah. he photobomb? He photobombed. Oh. Harold. He's such a card. He's a jerk. <laughs> He's not a jerk. You are so animals can be jerks. You are I so jealous you of the attention I give Harold. Oh, oh I'm just goodness. saying. I'm just saying. Maybe I'm a little jealous. <laughs> you do stroke his. I was gonna head say quite I, a lot more I brush than him mine. with the curry you never comb, and I. No, you don't need to be brushed. Yeah, look at my hair. It I know it could so, use a brushing, exactly. but and it's so Harold, silky. And Harold needs so much more. He definitely does because he's a jerk. <laughs> All right. So I think one of the things that we take away from all of this is that we're going to just have bourbon be more of a a part of our routine. I think more bourbon. More bourbon. More better. More better. I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) It's one of my trademarks. Yes. Yeah. Hashtag. Uh, Hashtag. More more, bourbon. More better. Right. And um, Martina, do you have anything else to add to this? uh, I think all I can say is go forth and drink bourbon. Well, that's pretty good. So for me, American Whiskey Jesus and Martina Flummery, we want to thank you for drinking with us Yay. this week, this time, not this week, this week, next week, whenever. Weekish. Maker's Mark Cask Strength Whiskey, which is uh, excellent bourbon, 
and we want to recommend it to everybody and thank the people at Maker's Mark for allowing us to walk through every building they have and and be immersed be immersed yes. and everything else uh, I think you're going to enjoy it a lot go find some and sláinte Cheers. Bye, everybody. What for the daddy all? What for the daddy all? There's whiskey in the jar. Mushering dum a doo dum a da. What for the daddy all? What for the daddy all? There's whiskey in the jar.